0: Welcome to the Coffee with COVID-19 podcast. My name is Patrick Rolf, and this is an ongoing media project where we use conversations with some of the leading entrepreneurs and thinkers within the coffee industry to try to understand a sustainable way through living together with our new reality, COVID-19. So hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Coffee with COVID-19, a a podcast series that we started here in April to try to have an open, transparent discussion about COVID-19 and how it affects the coffee industry at large. Now for the fourth episode, we're very happy to have Ibrahim with us from Espresso Lab in the United Emirates with us all the way from Dubai. Welcome
1: welcome and thank you so much for uh, such an amazing uh, idea and uh, inshallah it will be a very fruitful interview
0: it's a, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on I mean, we we go way back we i think we met for the first time backstage in the world Brewers cup in brazil right if i no, no. if i remember correctly yeah yes. uh, and then i've been down visiting your your coffee shop your old roastery and uh, we're also very excited to in this interview discuss your new roastery as well yes so one of the things that we, we want to start with and what what I kind of initially ask everyone is, um, what where were you, what happened, how did you get to know about COVID-19 and how did you as a business owner initially react to it?
1: Okay, so let's start like, uh, how did we hear about the COVID-19? Uh, it's true that like we work in the coffee industry, but we always uh, ensure like uh, as an entrepreneur, as an owner of the business to understand like uh, the macro and uh, the microeconomic of the country. So it is very important for us to see what's happening around the whole world and inside our country. Uh, I think COVID started by uh, December, 2019 and uh, slowly, slowly, slowly became like a big uh, pandemic like around the whole world and everyone like was panicking about it. In the United Arab Emirates, by the uh, end of March, it was like something very serious and immediately like uh, they banned uh, traveling. I was planning to go to Egypt actually in the end of March, but suddenly like the government uh, said no, no one can travel and slowly, slowly, they put all of these uh, uh, health uh, security measures to ensure that they protect uh, the citizens of the country and uh, then suddenly, big uh, lockdown in the whole country. Uh, we were shocked, but uh, we, as an entrepreneur and owner of the business, like we need to adopt to what's happening around us. Uh, what was scary during that time is uh, for me and for the Espresso Lab. Uh, first of all, we were like in the process to open uh, the Espresso Lab grocery, Uh where I have a plan like every May, I have to announce something. Uh, uh, new for the business. So, we, we had the plan to announce opening the roster in May, but uh, we had to delay this, and uh, we had a little delay with our contractor and uh, the people who's doing the fit out for us. The second thing is our staff of the Espresso We need to ensure their health and safety, and we need to ensure that uh, we are protecting them. Uh, from everything happening around us. Uh, sadly, like uh, when the government announced the lockdown is uh, so many coffee shops and uh, uh, roastery and the business owners uh, around us start think letting go to their employees, which was for me like uh, something very sad, like something that you hire the people to work with you then suddenly, like, you let them go because there is no income is, uh, you should, you should like, you should protect them. And this is something like, like, uh, for me, like, uh, it was very upsetting to see what's happening around us. But what we did, we had, uh, a meeting and gathering with all the staff and we told them, rest assured your job will be secured and we will protect your, uh, uh, job. So we did a plan that uh, for three months, everyone will be receiving their salary. They will be receiving everything. They'll have everything to ensure that they are protected. And we put a plan that after three months, if if things did not work out, we'll find another plan, but we'll discuss it. So Alhamdulillah, uh, the lockdown was, I think, for uh, two months. But after two months, Alhamdulillah, things start to open slowly. So we were like following the guidelines of the, from the government, like uh, in the basis, uh, where they allow us, especially in Dubai to do something called delivery. But we don't do delivery for the coffee. So what we did is like we start like changing our uh, method inside the business. And we start like doing delivery of the coffee, of the roasted coffee, which Alhamdulillah, and thanks a lot, helped us a lot. In terms of getting like more of a new stream to the business,
0: it's interesting too because I've also, I mean, I've been to Dubai several times. And it's, the 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 coffee shop world in Dubai is is quite amazing, right? It's, it's it's such a social experience, right? That's the main thing, the main kind of meeting ground for for people as well as locals, and and it's um, of course really interesting to see the amount of, of coffee that is coming out of um, those coffee shops, right? And has it been, because I think what we experienced here in Scandinavia as well uh, and at a few other places in the world where we really see an increase in in both kind of online sales, but also then in just home consumption. And do, do you feel that you have been able to keep up from a business perspective on, on these home deliveries um, in relationship to the volumes you are doing uh, before the lockdown? Or do you feel that you have gone down a lot in terms of production volume, for example?
1: So let's look at it from different perspective. First of all, uh, how we used to do our businesses before COVID and how we are uh, changing our businesses after COVID. Uh, before COVID, is, uh, this is something of the core value at the espresso lab, it's about experience. So let's say you come you want to drink uh, espresso or you want to drink uh, filter, uh, coffee. you want to drink a milk based drink. So it's all about the experience. You came in, you place your order, we serve you the order and you enjoy the order uh, and the tray and uh, it's about experience. So this was uh, before COVID. After COVID this, or actually during COVID, like when COVID happened and uh, we start uh, like locking down the country and following the government uh, requirement is uh, me as an entrepreneur and the way that I set up the espresso lab is I put like an agile strategy, like plan, like I need to adapt to the situation around us and what's happening around us. Uh, so what we did is uh, we allowed the customer to call us uh, to place their order, and we deliver the order to the car. Uh, so we allowed everything to be delivered to the car. And of course, like we ensure, like they're wearing the, the gold gloves and the mask and everything. The, uh, the only thing that we which we cannot deliver the espresso for me, like espresso, it's like something very dear to my heart that you have to drink it inside the coffee shop. And uh, yes, we got so many complaints, but end of the day, like our uh, customers, they understand this. Uh, the second thing is uh, when it comes to the rostery, uh, the rostery started, but uh, we did not have our e-commerce website and our digital uh, presence. So we ensure that uh, we actually, we are communicating to the customer that yes, we are working in our uh, digital platform. Uh, We are working in our e-commerce website, which uh, will be launching uh, very soon. So to be up and ready by first of October inshallah, uh, 2020 uh, with the coffee international day. So the customer will be happy that, okay, they can place their order. Online, and they can receive the delivery. Uh, so this is the two things that we did. Uh, number three is uh, which I did like during the COVID, and immediately, like an idea came to my mind. Like uh, with everything, uh, I will not call it bad situation, but it's it is the crisis. Mm. So during the crisis, uh, you need to find a way that how you can think in a fast way and in a very smart way. So immediately I contacted like the coffee supplier, green beans that we are working with, and they start purchasing like lot of green beans because personally and uh, I always believe in this that, inshallah, after like this period, things will go back to normal and it will go like it will double or maybe it will triple. So I immediately ensure that I'm purchasing all the green beans from here and there, and actually during COVID I purchased like so many. I placed so many others for the coffee, which was, I think, it was a good uh, strategy roadmap. And alhamdulillah, if you look now at the situation, things is uh, going back to normal, uh, which I'll say, like, uh, maybe like 90%, things going back to normal now.
0: Mm. Another thing I want to discuss, and, and I know that's this has been in the making for, for quite some time, but as you mentioned as well, you yeah. did just open your new roastery right and i think that's that's quite interesting because we've been talking to so many different people around the world now and it's been such a diverse approach uh, in terms of how they've been handling it but i shouldn't say that most people have not just opened a new roastery right so what walk us through that process a bit and also walk us through because i personally also know about roasteries that were set to launch for oh the springtime 2020, but, but then sort of canceled the, the project because of COVID-19. How, how and why do you decide to move on anyway? And what's your what's been the struggles with launching a roastery during this time?
1: So to be honest with you, Patrick, uh, maybe this is part of uh, me as a person, or maybe like this is how I raised since I was kid. Uh, mashallah, we are like uh, at home. Let me take you back to at home. I told Mashal, I have um, I have like uh, 11 siblings, brothers and sisters, and actually I am in the middle. But uh, since I was a kid, I always like I'm a risk taker. I always take a risk in whatever I want. Even like uh, if if there is any new idea or I need to share something, I talk about it, and uh, so this is part of my like personality. So I'm a very risk taker, and this is something wrong. Maybe yes, maybe no. But personally, I believe it's uh, I follow my gut feeling. So usually people like in such a situation, they will hold that that to the cash that they are having. They will make sure that they have enough money. But uh, for me, money is just a tool It will come, it will go. Uh, Number two, we are here in this life to change the things around us, to build it, to build uh, something for the future. Uh, not to, we need, we, we need to live the moment, but again, like, we need to leave something for the next generation who will be coming after us. Uh, we need to leave uh, a story. Uh, we need to tell them, okay, yes, this happened, but again, like, this is how we react to this. And this is why I decided to move into this. Even like uh, our senior rosters, uh, like uh, we were chatting, they said, Ibrahim, uh, like, I think it's risky. Let's like, let's hold it. I said, no, we have to do it. And uh, alhamdulillah, we, we launched it. And uh, surprisingly, alhamdulillah, it turned out to be a good things for us and uh, to give us uh, more uh, publicity inside the country especially like in uh, United Arab Emirates. Yes, they know that we have the special lab. they know that we used to roast our coffee, but uh, when they knew that we have our own roastery and we can like supply other uh, specialty coffee houses, uh, we managed to get more customers and uh, uh, we be able to serve them the coffee, roast the coffee to them, uh, taking their order. So it was a good thing for, for us and for our customers.
0: That, that's very inspiring to hear. Right? It, it sounds like you're you've been able to take this, you know, troubled time which has been for for a lot of us business owners around the world, and kind of turn that into something positive. And I'm a I'm a big believer that uh, in that as well. April back here in Copenhagen, we opened up our first what we call coffee store. Um, also to kind of make sure that we come out of this process with something positive. Um, and as you say as well, to some degree, we need to continue to grow and continue to to innovate and 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 do things right and i hear similar things from the other people here at the podcast as well where they're going to launch a lot of new projects they have a lot of new things coming up after COVID 19 because they also had time to reflect and think about what do we want to do with our businesses right so um obviously COVID 19 i don't think anyone wished it. Uh, it's 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 been a tragedy and continues to be but there's everything always has two sides right we have a negative side and we have to some degree a positive or at least um, um a potentially productive side of it as well right where there's a pause in our lives and we can we can reflect and move forward um
1: to be honest, i to ask because, you
0: okay yeah, uh, I just to see uh,
1: just to add what you said is uh, it's yeah, almost your so. mindset is uh mm-hmm. if you kept in your mindset that okay this is bad, it will always be bad. If, let's say if, uh, if you look at the COVID, oh, this is bad, I cannot move. That's it, like you're programming yourself, this is a very bad situation. But for me, like uh, as an entrepreneur, I program myself, this is a very good thing. So we need to think in a very smart way, we need to think in a very intelligent way, we need to think in a very agile model, how we can move around this. So the moment you did this, and I did this, I applied to myself, immediately start, like, reflecting. in me first, me as a person, reflecting, reflecting in my family, reflecting around my friends, reflecting with the people uh, who's working with us at the spiritual lab. Even the staff and uh, our colleagues, like, start, start reflecting with them. And you can see, like, we can now, let's say, that uh, we eat uh, the fruit of the seed that
0: we put. Mm what have been there let's see if we can um we can try to list it and then kind of break it down also to kind of help our listeners as well so what what's been the what's been the main effect I mean you obviously started roastery, but apart from that what's been the main effects and challenges going through the kind of two months of quarantine and and where you are now as a business like um I mean we're obviously trying to look at it from a positive perspective but but what's what's been the main challenges for you
1: okay so I want to say the challenges, uh, the first one uh, during the lockdown, uh, my uh, beloved wife, uh, uh, Dr. Rasha, she just delivered her baby. Ah. The first of April. i imagine it was me, my wife alone in the house, and no one there to help us like. My mother cannot come to us and we're alone. So this was a very, very, very challenging time. So you need to adapt yourself to fix this. But alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, uh, my sister was, uh, my sister moved to our house. And she started like staying with us in the house. So she helped me a lot in uh, handling the baby, especially like when you have a new baby, it's it's very difficult. So let's say this is, I would call it challenge number one, which alhamdulillah I managed to resolve. Uh, The second challenge uh, I had is uh, with me like uh, uh, our uh, employees and our staff. With me, I consider them like they're like my family. And uh, I care about each one of them. And uh, all of them, like they were like exhausted emotionally. It's uh, it's imagine like uh, they don't go to work and they are scared that they'll be losing their job. So I assure them that... I give them my word, I give them my promises that rest assured that I go, guys, your job is protected. So don't worry about this. Just focus when you go back to business, how you can do your job in a very smart way, how you can do your job in a much better way. So I advise them to utilize the time to learn, educate themselves, read some articles. Like they start like learning new techniques uh, to, enhance, to enhance themselves as a barista, as a brewer, as a as a steward, as I like to learn more like new technique to do their job in a much better uh, way. Uh, number three, for me personally, uh, start focusing and uh, putting the strategy roadmap for this personal roastery to ensure how I can uh, launch it during, during COVID, but in a very intelligent and an agile way. Number four, again, like for me as a person, I'm planning to compete again for the Pro World Cup. So, immediately I start like practicing. So, I divided my time at home like between uh, all these four things. So, I ensure that I don't have like free time, even like practicing, practicing, practicing my method, practicing my recipe, doing the compulsory run, doing the like the actual run. So, I keep like practicing because I know like when the com- time come to do like the official. Uh, uh, let's say, like, the official competition started, like, Alberti, like, because I already, like, did all of these I'll call it the due diligence before the actual thing.
0: I think that's really, that's, uh, first of all, congratulations, that's thank amazing, you, I you, did not you. know that you're, uh, that you just had a baby, especially in that time, I mean, wow, yeah. that's, it's been some really intense months for you, right?
1: Um, but it's, uh, I, personally, if you ask me, is It is challenging, but I truly loved it. It's like, yeah. uh, it's something that you cannot forget, but it's like, it will always be there. So it's mm. a very nice memories, like, until now. it's I really enjoy it.
0: Alhamdulillah. Mm. No, it's amazing that you can have so, I mean, I I, I totally get it, by it, because now it's so clear how this process then becomes such a positive thing, because. Yeah going through that of course is, is you know it's, it's among the most positive things we can go through right so it, yeah. it's amazing that that also comes out of this kind of you know challenging time uh, where you're gonna be able to leave it with you know um, of course the, the the birth of your your firstborn then also you know starting a, you know, a new grocery a lot of there's so many positive things coming out of this right and um, I think that that's very inspiring for me to uh, hear and
1: Surprisingly, like, uh, you know, like when you have the baby, like uh, someone like you need to monitor like the baby like 24 by 7. So, when my wife like uh, used to sleep, uh, so it's, it's a girl, her name is Hassa. The name of the baby is Hassa. So, I used to let Hassa sit, and like after we feed her, like she sit like for like few minutes. So, I do the run in front of her. Oh, Hassa, this is now I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Uh, this is what the coffee, this is what I'm doing. and. It's like something, I don't know how to explain, but it's uh, something very dear like to myself and to the baby. It's maybe she don't understand, but I believe she understands what I'm doing. So Even like I was telling her like about the work, about the staff, about the rostery, I told her like how I started the business. I told her like everything. So I think this will have a huge impact in the future.
0: That's amazing. And, and I'm also really glad to hear that you're Going back into to competition mode as well, right? Because I think competitions for for all of us now has been quite disrupted this year, right? And they're obviously cancelled the the 2020 World Championships and and decided they're going to move into um, to 2021. And I mean, you historically have been doing extremely well uh, representing your country several times, uh, which is also amazing. What how how will it be with competitions now? Are, are you going to have a national competition this year, or will that be moved for next year?
1: So tomorrow they will. Uh, so tomorrow they should announce if they are planning to do the national uh, during this year or they will move mm. it to next year. But mm. if you ask me personally, I believe they will have to move it to next year. Uh, but again, is uh, for some people, like maybe this is a very like let's say a challenging time. But for me, this uh, will give me me as a person more time to prepare myself for the world. Mm. Uh, some people they said like okay. Let's prepare for ourselves, like, for the national. Let's win the national, then we'll think about the world. No. Uh, With me, like, I already, like, uh, put my mind, okay, I'm already there in the world, so I have to prepare myself uh, for the world. Uh, National, one, I'll tell you that it is challenging. Yes, it's challenging, but uh, it's... it's, There is a way, like, to win it in a very smart way. Uh, The more challenging uh, part is the world. Because you're competing against people that you don't know. You, they have different skill set, they have different capability. They have access to maybe information maybe that you don't have access to. So this is where like, you have to change your mindset and prepare yourself like to, to ensure that when you go to the world like you present your country in a, in a good way and in smart way.
0: Hmm. That's amazing. Um, let's let's move on here, and I want us to uh, look a bit closer to how how will the the kind of version of Espresso Lab be coming out of COVID nineteen. You already mentioned that your you mentioned a lot of deliveries during the COVID nineteen time. You mentioned a new e-commerce site launching in October. Um, obviously, a new roastery. Like, are you going to make any changes in your initial like the ideas you moved into twenty twenty with? Are they pretty much the same, or have you changed? Have you learned new things that you want to adapt to your business? For example, are you gonna do more deliveries, for example, or, or will e-commerce be more important for you, or will it be pretty much business as usual? Where do you think you wanna take it?
1: So actually, like, uh, now we've been there, like, since 2015 till now it's, uh, I would say 2020. Uh, number one is, uh, what we did is, uh, will be, like, enhancing the menu. We'll be amending the menu, our our coffee menu, like a little bit to make it like, uh, I would call it like more systematic, uh, more easy way for the customers to understand it. Uh, The second thing is uh, we'll uh, push for the delivery, like uh, delivery order, that uh, when you call us or like you send us a WhatsApp message, we can do like uh, the delivery to, to your car. So this is like, I will call it like a a revenue-like stream. I've seen it before, but uh, personally, maybe as an owner, like I neglected it because it's with me, it's all about the experience. But uh, after COVID, like uh, everything changed. So the way that you're running the business should be changed. And this is why I I always focus that uh, you as an entrepreneur, like you should ensure that you have an agile strategy method in your business plan. So we'll be focusing uh, more to the delivery. And this is why we start hiring like more stuff, only to ensure that when we deliver the coffee to the customer, uh, to their car, it should be delivered in a very smart way, in a very nice way, so they can we can extend the experience from the coffee shop to their uh, car. Uh, Number three is uh, regarding uh, our e-commerce and digital uh, presence. So we're doing like more things in it and uh, we're implementing, I'm following, let's say, especially in the e-commerce website once we launch it, it will be like something is we're following like the best practice how to launch uh, the e-commerce website. So uh, personally, I believe like this will be our like key factor of uh, getting like more businesses through the e-commerce website.
0: Oh, Amazing. Um, let's see. I want us to, as a kind of a last question here, uh, which I know is a bit of a big one, and, and feel free to take your time as well, because it's it's, um, uh, it's something to think about. And how do you think, um, both for, for you and Espresso Lab, of course, but also for uh, the United Emirates where you're in, right? Because it's, um, it's a market where I think a lot of our listeners don't have as much insight as they maybe it would have in Europe and the States, but where, if we look at the future, where are we moving? How do you think this experience has changed, not just your company, but also the industry at large, right? Do you see any major trends in United Arabs where things are actually changing? And do you think that the industry will come back to where it should be for, for everyone? Or do you see a lot of businesses closing down or where where will we be in, in um, twenty? 2021 and beyond based on this pandemic?
1: So I remember when I used to tell you like, uh, you as an entrepreneur and owner of the business, it is very essential. It's very important for the business owner and uh, running the business, number one, to understand the microeconomic and the macroeconomic of the country. This is very, very, very important lot of business owners, they neglect this. They don't look at it. They just focus on their businesses. Uh, number two, understanding, like, the political situation of the country itself, like, uh, uh, what they are doing, what's the new things that they are doing, is, uh, I'm not a politic. I'm not into politics. I am not, I don't understand it, but it is also important for us to understand what's happening. Uh, what are the things that they are doing? What's the new things that they are doing? Uh, Number three is uh, from the day one that when I created like Lab, I was thinking is like, I want to be a global company. I want to be like uh, in a global market. I don't want to be like only United Arab Emirates. Like I need to go like beyond United Arab Emirates. Uh, So this is one of the, like these two things is very important to consider. For what will happen in the future. Uh, Number two, inshallah, inshallah, from 2021, the market, when it comes, let's say, to the coffee industry, it will change in a very dramatical way, but in a very good way, in a very positive way. Uh, It will increase. Uh, The best example I can tell you, let's say, like uh, I did, like small comparison between the espresso lab in Dubai and the espresso lab in Abu Dhabi. Even we are in the same country, but two cities, two different types of citizens, and they have different approach, uh, how they react to the specialty coffee. Uh, If you look at Dubai, like people in Dubai, like they're more into espresso drinker. They're more into drinking, brewing coffee. So when I start like uh, comparing it to Abu Dhabi, when I opened in Abu Dhabi like last year, they were like more eating like dessert and milk based drink. But now I can see the changes happening in Abu Dhabi. Like, no, they're ordering like more espresso and more brewed coffee. So tell really you like the market there in Abu Dhabi, like uh, start changing in a very positive way. And this will reflect the country and the things around us. So if you are opening a coffee shop and you're just focusing in, I'll call it like serving all these uh, drink, let's say with uh, artificial like uh, sweetness or anything. This business will not continue. It, it will vanish very soon. It's just uh, it will be there, but it won't be. It won't continue. People now is moving to healthy lifestyle. People uh, educating themselves about the coffee. People start reading like, OK, it's very healthy to drink coffee. It's very healthy to drink uh, broad coffee. Uh, people started uh, focusing that uh, when they're drinking coffee uh, where is the coffee coming from uh, from which farm? even like you start like uh, we start like receiving customers they said okay uh, what do you have today we, let's say that you have we say we have Ethiopia or Colombia okay your Ethiopia from which farm in Ethiopia uh, your Colombia from which farm in Colombia? So you get surprised, like, the customers is asking these questions. Then when I ask, like, one of the customers, like, why do you ask, like, just for my uh, knowledge, like, why it's important for you to understand the farm? Then he said, because I understand, like, I was reading the coffee coming from high altitude. That means it is very high in acidity. That means it's very healthy for the body. So you see, like, the customers start educating themselves and reading a lot here and there. So I think, inshallah, and uh, I'm very positive about this, like uh, 2021 and moving forward, inshallah, the global coffee market, it will change into a very positive way.
0: I think that's one of the things that we've been seeing also in a lot of different parts of the world where especially the, the kind of larger companies, like let's say Starbucks and so on, uh, there's, there's a clear change where people are, as you say, they're becoming more quality focused as, as yeah. buyers uh, or guests and, and consumers. And, and they also want to support the little man or the little company over the <laughs> big company, right? As well, right? So I, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see where, where that goes. But, but I'm, I'm pretty sure and I'm also hopeful that you are right in the sense that uh, we are going to see a more educated consumer that is, is more interested in the kind of coffees. Uh, that we are doing, which 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 is all going to benefit us as well, right? Um, I want to I want to ask you one last question here, uh, which I'm also personally very interested in, because you as a as a company, then you're obviously you're you're a coffee shop, you're a roastery, um, moving in then to, for example, next year, where where do you see um, the the future as a company, as in is it now in coffee shops uh, because you will have a more educated consumer, or do you feel that, for example, home brewing is increasing and the roastery is where we're going to focus? Or do you have any predictions there, um, or will you more or less continue um, as you are now?
1: Okay, so in terms of the espresso lab, uh, as a roastery, yes, we'll be focusing uh, like uh, more to like delivering the, the coffee. And focusing, as I said, like in the digital uh, presence to ensure like delivering the coffee within the country and outside the country. So you can, as a consumer, like you can place your order online and we'll deliver it wherever you are in the world. So this is number one. Uh, Number two, also for the Broastery, to focus with the uh, partner that we are having, like the coffee uh, coffee shop that we're working with, to supply them the coffee, ensure the quality of the coffee that we are delivering to them. Number three, as the Espresso Lab uh, coffee shop uh, in d 3 and in in Qasr Al-Hassan, in Abu Dhabi, and Espresso Lab in Dubai, uh, yes, it will continue, inshallah, it will continue to grow, because uh, as a culture uh, in United Arab Emirates, like, we like to go outside. So this culture will always be there. Like, we like to go outside. We like to sit outside. to drink coffee so this uh, will always be part of our culture it will always be part of our dna so it will shall continue it will continue to grow uh, number three which is very important for me is uh, to start like uh, focusing to open the espresso lab outside united arab uh, i have already like selected a city and uh, we're working already, like uh, to open the research lab in this city, and Inshallah, we'll announce it very soon. It will be outside of the Arab
0: That's very, that's very, very exciting. Will it, will it be closer, close to me, or, or far away from me?
1: No, 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 not close to you. It won't be in Europe.
0: All right, fair enough. Yeah, good. super exciting, and and I think that's a good, it's a good note to wrap this up on as well, which would have been actually a quite positive conversation. It is, is refreshing to see and, and, and also understand that there's entrepreneurs in this industry that has really taken this time to turn it into something very, very, very positive and also leaves us, um, energetic. Like one of the points you were mentioning in this conversation is that we have seen quite a bit of de- depression in the industry, both among staff, also among owners. There's a lot of people that haven't been able to see a positive, um, present and a, and a positive future as well, which, which you're obviously able to do, which is also very refreshing for me to be able to have a conversation about this, uh, that, that actually finishes on on a note where we see a future in this industry that, that might actually be better than what we have experienced uh, in the past. So uh, with that, Ibrahim, I want to say thank you for, for your time. We really appreciate it. And best of luck with all of your new projects.
1: thank you so much for you, Patrick, and truly, really, really honored to like to speak to you, and uh, especially in this interview, I truly, truly enjoy it, and thank you so much. And you're doing an amazing job, so we cannot see, wait to see the final video. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening. This product has been brought to you by April Media, which is an unfiltered view on the coffee industry powered by our Patreon supporters. Uh, we will love it if you share these episodes, subscribe to our channels, and if you want to be a part of building this, please join our Patreon. Thank you again.